Welcome to the Running After 40 podcast, the podcast about all things related to running at 40 and beyond, produced by www.runningwithgrit.com. We help you stay physically healthy and emotionally strong at any running pace. I'm Sarah, your host, and a wife, a full-time working mom with three kids, three dogs, and a lifetime passion for running. Whether you are a veteran runner looking to maximize your times as a master runner or a brand new jogger starting in your 40s, 50s, or any age, this podcast will be there for your journey. I want to share stories, secrets, and strategies for success. This includes mistakes and lessons learned, all related to running past age 40. Let's hit the play button together and hit the roads as runners with grit after age 40. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 107 of the Running After Age 40 podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and today's episode is going to be a runner's checklist for a thriving month. So this episode is sponsored by Factor Meals. So you can save $40 off your first order and up to $150 off your first couple orders with the coupon that is in the link in the show notes. So my family has used Factor Meals since around Thanksgiving time. And what these are, are they are pre-made meals. So this is not a... Uh, meal uh, put together kit where you have to cook. I'm not into those just because then I might as well go to the grocery store. For those of you who love to cook, try one of those. But these are actually pre-made meals that are delivered in a box to your door and all you have to do is heat them in the microwave or in your oven. So my favorites thus far are definitely the salmon. We love the breakfast too. So we usually order the pancakes and then it's a turkey sausage and they're high protein pancakes. So they're super good. Uh, Some of my other favorites, let me think. Uh, The salmon, I like the lunch ones where it's like a salad kit that you just have to put on top and it makes sure that I have plenty of protein. And I guess overall, guys, the number one thing I've taken since doing the factor meals is I've definitely increased my consumption of vegetables. So I tend to eat a lot of fruit, uh, pretty good at, you know, protein, probably wasn't as good at having meat as I was, you know, as I am now that I eat the factory meals. So this is long and drawn out, but uh, I'm really happy with them. And my kids will eat them. My husband is so, so on them. Uh, so just take that, you know, too. We usually order eight meals per week and then split them up. So it's not something that we have every day, but it sure is nice to have instead of takeout. So again, you can use the link in the show notes to get $40 off your first order. All right. That said, the checklist that I'm going to go over, these are actually seven things that I have done since the beginning of the year. Some of them are things that I was already doing. Some of them are things that I'm trying out. So I love to do these kind of episodes and see what you think because I tend to get emails back with some really good ideas. So always, always feel free to send me your input, what you're doing and your running and fitness journey uh, that is just maximizing your daily life. So Number one, uh, this is something that I saw on, I think it was on Instagram as a quote, you know, one of those pictures. And I was like, that is so true. Uh, So the idea of it is to do challenging things in places that aren't. 
So by that, it means challenging things. Let's say you have a really tough long run coming up. Make sure you do it in a place where you've got some beauty. You've got like a really cool trail to do. Maybe it's going to be a mix. Maybe it's going to be, you know, your very favorite place to go. You know, do the easier runs or the easier walks, you know, maybe in your neighborhood that you're not as fond of. But those really hard things do in a place where it's just an environment that makes you up-level your happiness. So the idea is to make the environment easy if you're doing a hard thing. And you can apply this to anything. I mean, if you've got a really hard project to work on, you know, go to a coffee shop where it's just a more upbeat environment and the things that you don't like to do. If you don't like to lift weights, you know, at your house, then get a gym membership and do it there. And likewise, if it's going to be hard for you, if it's adding stress to get to a gym and weightlifting is already hard enough for you, then, you know, get some dumbbells and some bands and do it at your house. So again, number one is to make the environment easy if the output or the work is hard. Because not everything's hard, but the things that are really hard, we've got to balance out with making the environment as positive as we can. All right, number two, and this is going to apply probably to most all of you. I know this is a big, big one for me, uh, and it really just came to fruition last week one morning when it was really dark out. I just used the t- the quiet time on my run to just zone out a little bit. And I realized, and maybe you can relate to this, I just wasn't doing that very often. I was tending to listen to something while I was running or even talk to a friend and Uh, Number two is going to be stop listening to stuff and start listening to yourself. I'm not saying that you can't listen to things, you know, music and podcasts and, you know, maybe you like to talk to a friend while you're getting your workout in. You can definitely do that, but make sure that you include 10 to 15 minutes of quiet time a couple times per week. We have so much coming out at us in the world, whether you've got the TV on at home or you're listening to an audiobook in the car or you've got people talking to you, you're doing Zoom meetings, you're doing live meetings. And then when you go to do your workout, it's really easy to just put your headphones on, blast some music or listen to a podcast. And I would do both of those. Don't cut it out. But just make sure Take 10 to 15 minutes and really listen to yourself. Have some quiet, calm time. Your best creativity, your best ideas are going to come to you while you are on the run or even doing a hard weightlifting workout. So stop listening to stuff. Start listening to yourself and give yourself some quiet time. All right, number three is if you're not already doing it, and even if you're doing it, you can up-level this one, is track yourself. So if you're not measuring your fitness and your health, then you can't look back and you can't, number one, document your progress, and number two, you can't look for ways to optimize. And I'm not talking about tracking yourself on a scale. I haven't stepped on a scale in years, unless I have to at the doctor's office. Like That's the last thing that you want to do is track your weight. You want to track how you feel. You want to track, you know, how your body responded to the amount of miles that you did. You do want to track the amount of miles you did, you know, if you're that or the minutes that you ran uh, or the minutes that you lifted weight. 
weights. So if you don't track yourself, you're not going to be able to look back and see trends. Uh, and you know, if you get really worn out one week or get sick, you're not going to be able to go back and kind of see where that, you know, you, you hit rock bottom and you just went a little bit too hard or too over the edge. So a couple of examples of how I personally am attracting myself that might help you. Uh, I've talked about my aura ring. I got that last year. The cool thing about the aura ring is you can track your sleep score and your steps over time. I'm sure you can do similar things with the Apple watch too. Uh, but the aura ring does give me my sleep score, my readiness score over time. And I can see, okay, here's where, you know, it looks like I was built up. It looks like I had a two day period where my sleep score sucked. No wonder I kind of felt out of whack and was crabby and my run didn't feel so good. And now I can get back on track. But if you're not, if you're, I can get back on track. You can't get back on track if you're not tracking it, right? So you've got to document somehow. Uh, journaling is something that, you know, I don't do on a regular basis. I do tend to write some things down, uh, but not as much as I should. So that has been something over the last month that is on my checklist to enhance. So when you journal, you don't have to just keep track of the amount of miles, but journal how you felt, you know, how did you feel at the beginning and how did you feel at the end? Because then if you're having, you know, a dip in your motivation, you can go back through and you can see, Hey, five days you know, in the month of January, in the month of April, I, uh, I really wasn't feeling like running, but I went out and I did it. And this is how I felt afterwards. And that'll give you a little bit of a boost. You can also journal and see, you know, if you felt better doing a certain type of run or, a, you know, training for a race or what really gets you going and in the best uh, frame of mind and the most energy. So that's the benefiting uh, benefits of journaling. If you don't do it already, at least track some aspect of your fitness and health and your nutrition too. I'm not saying you have to go write down everything that you eat unless you're on some kind of health plan that you should do that for temporarily, but, you know, track, you know, some things through the week, like which foods made you feel the best? Uh, when did you make some choices you wish you hadn't? Uh, what restaurants, you know, did you try out that just were amazing, uh, right after you ran and they had some healthy foods and is somewhere that you want to go back to? Because, uh, again, like if you're like me, there's so many things coming at you. You think you're going to remember these things and you don't. So that was number three. All right. Number four is surprise yourself with some good rewards. Uh, and I mentioned, you know, the factor meals that was the, the sponsor for the show. Uh, but I'm also using Thrive Market and you might have heard advertisements. I think I actually heard about them on a podcast uh, and I finally decided to bite the bullet and try it. And what we did was just order some snacks from them. And there's something about getting a delivery that just makes people happy, including me and my family, and just mixing it up. And I didn't have to, we, we still had to pick out what they were, like the different snacks, but they're not something I could have probably found or would have bought at Target or my local grocery store. So it was, we were able to pick some different things and just kind of surprise ourselves. Like we need to mix it up a little bit, especially if you're a habitual runner and you tend to eat the same things and you just are trying to do all the right things. You got to reward yourself a little bit. So we tried some dark chocolate, like some dark chocolate peanut butter. They were like, 
dark chocolate. They were like M&M's almost, but super fun and really good. Got sweet potato chips. It's just, I know that they're not like all perfect healthy things, but it was a nice surprise for us and we enjoyed getting the package. So I will put a link to that in the show notes too. Uh, but you know, maybe it's not going to be a food item for you. Maybe it's going to be ordering some new socks or a new, you know, jacket to run in or something, but surprise yourself, reward yourself a little bit, uh, and live a little bit because it's, you know, we're not getting any younger and we do have to reward ourselves. All right, number five, I guess this is on your checklist, is uh, call yourself out for the stalling and waiting you do before a run. So what I found in the last, I'd say actually six, seven weeks, is my time to get out the door just kept getting a little bit longer. Uh, And I used to really struggle with this. I used to get up and have my coffee and then I would almost do anything that I could before the run. Oh, I'm going to go do the laundry. Oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to check my email real quick. And I had gotten in a better habit where I would get up, have a couple sips of my coffee, and then I would be out the door. And slowly but surely, I started doing that stalling again. Uh, So really assess yourself. Are you stalling before the run? Uh, Ask yourself that question and be honest because I sure as heck was. How long? What are you doing? Because that's time wasted. And when you're thinking about doing it, it just, the the run isn't going to get any easier. The time that you want to run is still going to be there. And you're just, again, wasting those minutes. So that is something for me on my checklist to get back to, you know what, you don't have to have two cups of coffee before you get out the door. You can have a couple sips, you know, half a cup or so, and then get moving. Uh, because the sooner you get out there, the sooner you're going to be feeling more like doing it. We all know, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a runner, it's not easy to get out the door, especially in the winter when it's dark out, but it's not going to get any easier if you wait. Uh, and you're just going to then feel more stressed because you have less time the rest of the day. So call yourself out for running and stall or for the waiting and the stalling that you do before your run. All right. Number six is going to be maximizing your activity outside of your run. And this is another thing that I was better at in 2023. And then at the beginning of 2024, I went downhill a little bit. And what I mean by this is you're getting a lot of activity from your run, from your lifting weights. Maybe you do yoga, you ride a bike, elliptical, you do your workout. But what are you doing the rest of the day? The amount of times that, the amount of time you spend sitting, we need to negate with some walking around the house. You can literally go up your own stairs five times and get some steps in and kind of reinvigorate yourself if you work from home. If you work in an office, can you go walk around the parking lot a couple times? And who cares if you look like an, you know, if you think, oh my gosh, I look like an idiot. Do you care? You're getting some steps, you're getting some fresh air, and you're getting reinvigorated for the rest of the day. So really think about that. It's not just taking the stairs uh, when you're you know out and about, but that certainly helps. If you're in an airport, you should be taking the stairs if at all possible. If you're uh, and you know going into an office, park far out. We all know that, but are you doing it? So try you know just because you're getting your run in doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to maximize the number of steps you get in addition to the run. And that will really help with your overall health and fitness. And then number seven, and I've done a whole episode about cold therapy uh, and cold plunges. So the only thing I'm going to say here is that you can get a cold shower in. 
So you don't have to get a cold plunge tub. Uh, I have one, but when I'm at a hotel, I don't have access to that, obviously. So a three-minute cold shower will do it, and you will feel better for it. Uh, I would say, you know, nine times out of ten, people really benefit from it. So if you don't want to try the cold plunges, go for the cold shower, um, and you can do that very, very easily. Just turn the shower on cold. I promise you the first minute is the hardest. Uh, you might say some choice words and just have a little bit of pain and agony, but you will feel better afterwards. So that is number seven. So just to quickly revive, run through these, number one was do challenging things in places that aren't. Number two was stop listening to yourself or I'm sorry, (laughs) stop listening to stuff and start listening to yourself. Definitely don't stop listening to yourself. That's what we want you to do unless you're having negative thoughts and then you want to just turn those around and stop listening to them. Track yourself. If you aren't measuring, you can't look back. Uh, So we always want to be documenting your progress. And, you know, that's a great reminder, too, of how you can track your small wins, no matter how small. Number four was surprise yourself with good snacks or good rewards. Number five was call yourself out for stalling your running. Number six is increase your number of steps outside of your running. And then number seven was go for a three-minute cold shower. So with that, that's your checklist for a thriving month. Please let me know what else you would add to this list. And as always, thank you for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. Thanks for listening to the Running After Age 40 podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to rate and give us a like in iTunes. Also check out our website, www.runningwithgrit.com for all things related to running over the age of 40. We have a special gift guide up for the holidays on the site designed to share stocking stuffer ideas and gifts for runners at pretty much every price. Thanks for listening.